DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's time to welcome in Corbin Kafusi, offensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers, a former BYU Cougar. Corbin, good morning. How you doing? Doing well. Corbin, you may not know this, but you are joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought currently. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property. Concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation? Find out more at smartrain.net. I am curious uh, what a long, strange trip you have found professional sports. <laughs> it, it has been a long, strange trip. So now you're with the Niners, and we remember you as on the defensive side, and now you are on the offensive side trying to make it as an offensive lineman. What have you had to have done as far as technique to your body, all that stuff, the difference between being on one side of the ball and now being on the other? Oh, you know, it's been a complete overhaul, to be honest. You know, body-wise, you know, I came in, when I first came into the NFL as a defensive lineman, I was probably 270, 275, and now I'm around 330. I've been up to 350 before, so that was an overhaul. Technique is completely different. You know, offense is just a whole different side of the game and so learning that has been you know that's it's been hard but it's been really good so how did this how did this happen it seems like pretty late in your career to have what seems to me a radical change you know maybe maybe it's not maybe i'm just up in the night how did this all play out for you yeah so um i was actually recruited to byu to play offensive line and so my first spring ball at byu before i went on my my uh service mission I did as an offensive lineman because that's where my dad always wanted me to play. He's like, oh, it's better longevity and stuff. And so it was never something that came out of the blue totally, but you know, I ended up playing D-line and then when I got it, after I got waived by the Saints, I was just working out and my, uh, my agent was like, you know, some teams would love to see you at offensive tackle. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I had never really thought about going back to it, but I kind of shrugged it off, and then after a little bit, I was like, you know, whatever it takes to play, you know, I just love the game, so whatever it takes. So the average American male, I think, is like 5'9", so nobody can relate, or most folks cannot relate to someone who is like you, 6'9", 275 is enormous, just for guys like us, and then they ask you to put on basically 50 to 75 pounds it just seems so outrageous what does a person need to do who already weighs 275 to put on that extra weight in order to play that how do you go about that yeah to be honest it's just you have to have discipline in your eating and you think it's almost the opposite where it's like oh you don't have to have discipline at all because you're just going to eat everything but (laughs) it takes a very strict schedule of eating to get to gain weight the way you want to so i've heard people who've had to do that and then thurl bailey uh burned calories at a stunning amount and he always said they were always on him to eat to keep his weight up you know playing basketball he just burned through so many calories and his natural metabolism did it he said it became a chore it wasn't enjoyable it wasn't something he looked forward to it was it was kind of work in a way is that how you find eating now do you do you enjoy it or is this like this is like going to work oh well it's now like my body's kind of used to it so i don't have to like 
continue to keep crazy amounts of calories. But yeah, when your metabolism isn't quite there yet and it's still just burning everything, you know, when you're at a lighter weight, oh, eating becomes the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. And I remember, luckily I had some experience with this when I went from basketball to football at BYU because I gained 40 pounds within that window. And, you know, I would always take these meals to classes and everyone would be like, wow, he's eating these nice meals during class. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there almost like tearing up because this is the fifth time I've eaten the exact same food and it just has no taste to me at all and it's just you don't want to eat it but you have to so it's definitely a chore and it's work so why the Niners uh you know the Niners I'm I just like one their offense they have a great offense I love Kyle Shanahan and everything he's done there and just I think it kind of fits my skill set you know they love to run off the ball their their tackles are offensive line and just great athletes and so I thought it would be a great fit for me. So why do people see you as an offensive lineman? Whether it was your dad or whether it's these NFL teams, is it is it partly your size and your wingspan? Would you be avail- Would you be able just to push that rusher around the edge and send him looping twenty yards behind the quarterback? Yeah, to be honest, it's definitely that. It's the the physical traits. So I have these these long arms, you know, and you know from playing basketball and stuff. The footwork's there as well, and so it's just being able to put those all together is what you kind of look for in offensive linemen. And I I won't lie, when I was a defensive lineman, I didn't give credit to the offensive line because you know you're just trying to beat them. But being on the other side now, I'm like these guys are freaky athletes. You know, to be the size that they are. And to do what you have to do as an offensive lineman, like you're the only two people on the field that work backwards are offensive linemen and defensive backs. And it takes an extreme amount of athleticism. And so, yeah, I, I was just grateful that I found a position that really you know, complements the, the natural gifts and talents I've been given. So last summer we had the COVID thing and it's still around, but last summer obviously was at the height. What's different as far as training and all that stuff and what you're going to expect when you get to camp as far as last year versus this year? I think already it's already been huge difference. I was able to go out to San Francisco and we had basically a full OTAs out there. You know, some teams were didn't meet up. Some did a few weeks, whereas like I was out in San Francisco for 10 weeks and it was great to be with the guys on the team. We had almost the entire team out there. And so working with them, getting to know guys, getting to actually walk through play, like it already feels way better than it did last year. It feels way more normal. And so going to training camp, I'm just excited because, you know, it's going to have that normal feeling again and we're going to get preseason games. So I'm excited. So what is the number one thing you have to do to make the roster, to get onto the field? What what are they pushing yet? I think, you know, they're, there's definitely a lot of different things they're probably going to be looking for. But I think for me, it's it's going to be looking natural as I play. You know, when you're making a transition between positions, there's always that learning curve. And, you know, you look at guys and you can be like, okay, like he's still learning the position. And for me, I want to go in there and have have them not even think that I switched positions. You know, I just want it to look natural. Be like, oh, this guy can play. Like this guy plays offensive line instead of it being, uh, oh, like, you know, he needs to keep developing. So that's my goal. 
So you mentioned your father, Steve. Now everybody knows, or most people know, that he's a longtime coach at BYU, and then I think that before that at Utah. Uh, he stepped away a couple years ago. How's he spending his time these days? You know, he's good. He's uh, just finding other things to do, whether it be business, and he, he still does a little bit of training on the side for for uh, young kids or anyone that wants it. So that's all. it's kind of fun to see him get his, his fix in, his football fix. And so, yeah, he's just kind of keeping himself busy in those ways. You know, the name Kafusi for uh, generations of fans, both Utes and Cougars, it has resonated. Are there more Kafusis on the way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I've got, of course, tons of cousins and whatnot. And then, like, even my, my brother's kids, and my, my little sister just had a baby boy. That's the, the further down the road generation. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely good, there's always going to be Kafusis yeah. coming in. <laughs> That's for sure. So your one brother, Devin, went to BYU, and now he's at Utah. And you guys played, you and your brother played at BYU. So September 11th is the game. Where are your loyalties going to be? <laughs> you know, family first, of course. So, you know, I, I love BYU, and I had a great opportunity there, but definitely going to have to support Dev. And so it's, it's almost like, yes, it's hard, but it's also a win-win where it's like, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm glad when each team does well because I have different reasons for them. And, uh, you know, we were so excited when Devin transferred because we knew that was going to be the best thing for him. So I'm excited to see how he does. I always figure with Kafusis, there's both red and blue in the co- closet. It's just like shape-shifting or something. And you, yeah. you know, the, the Kafusis, <laughs> they, they are just comfortable. You, you'd make great spies. <laughs> no, it's true. I won't lie, though. Growing up, we had some awkward family reunions. <laughs> half of us were blue and half of our family were red and just a lot of tension in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the Coveys now with uh, with Britain playing for uh, Utah. They have those BYU ties, but they have a, a they literally have blood on the Utah team. So I think you got to go in that direction, at least for the short term, anyway, right? Oh, absolutely! And it's so funny because Britain's older brother was one of my best friends growing up, and I watched BYU games at his house every single week. And so, like to see them in red, I'm like, okay, like. <laughs> You know, that's that's what it takes. If the family's there, you got to stick with your family. Yeah, I agree. So you got you got Britain stories. Uh, we've we've heard a bunch of them. He's told some on himself. He's hilarious in interviews. You got Britain stories. <laughs> is him as a little ten year old running around the house or something? Oh my gosh, Britty was the he's like the entertainer of his family, and so like he's the one. Oh my gosh, like literally everything we do, we'd always make pretty do because he wanted to so like we'd have him go into restaurants and just do these crazy dumb things and he had no fear doing it like you know he had no he had no problem going in and just looking super awkward or super weird and that's what we loved about it was like he just had no fear in doing these things for a good laugh so we, we touched on the Kafusi name. You know, it's a household name in football in the state of Utah, obviously. And it's been that way for a number of years. And then when you factor in your uh, your dad's uh, brothers and, their, as you say, their cousins, and the name isn't going to be dying out anytime soon. And so then we have that the situation here where we saw that college players can make money off of whether it be their name, likeness, and image, and they're calling it and all that stuff. Uh, so the, my, my thought for you is 
that you guys are such big names in the state and another Kafusi's rolling off the assembly line. They have already got the name built in into the community. Do you think that, and your time has passed, so it won't be for you, but going forward, do you think that people, your cousins, whoever they might be, or nieces and nephews down the line, you think that that can maybe help them with name identity to maybe make some extra money there off the name of Kafusi since it's such a big name in our community? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm so glad that they finally passed that with, you know, NIL stuff because, the the window you know to capitalize on these things sometimes is big sometimes it's small but if there is a window you got to capitalize on it and so i'm excited for my cousins and anyone else that can to capitalize because i think there's just such an opportunity there and i think it's definitely there for them to take where you know when i like you said my time came and passed but it would have been nice to have that as an option to you know whether to help myself or the future to even help my family even more it just opens up a lot more doors and i think there's a lot more opportunity so as long as we're talking uh, image and likeness we got the name down the kafusi name very recognizable but i got to admit as i look at a bunch of photos here on, on my computer i might have picked you out as a saint you got the beard going at this point you're not the clean shaven guy we saw at byu but the jet shot with the hair down the shoulders, you totally I would have walked by I would have walked by you and I wouldn't have known. So what yeah. what's the Niner look? What are you going for? Oh well it's funny you ask because, you know, I as soon as I finished that even yeah, as soon as I finished that BYU, I hadn't cut my hair since. What? And then yeah, and then once <laughs> the whole I was allowed to grow a beard, I was like, you know, I can grow a beard. Like I got a pretty decent amount of like my beard grows in pretty thick and so I grew out a beard and I and, you know switching the offensive line I kind of wanted that rugged almost Viking look and so I had hair down past my shoulders big old beard and just actually last week I decided you know what I'm gonna change it up it's about time for me to clean up the look and so I cut off all my hair and shaved my beard down like so now it's just scruff but yeah now the, the Niner look is is definitely like a clean cut business look so you're going to stay with that or are you going to let it grow again? You know, I think for now I'm going to stick with it. And, you know, I might, I might let it grow again, but who knows. But for now, I'm like, ooh, I'm ex- I kind of still have this feeling where it's all, it's all business right now. All right. Well, you reserve the right to change your mind at all times. Go with, <laughs> go with a new yeah. look, you know. You get that feeling one day and you just change everything. So I'm, exactly. I'm going to post the I'm going to post the three different uh, photos on Twitter and let people see all these looks. Back to that whole spy <laughs> thing. You got a whole nother career if you want it. You may not want it, but if you do, a six nine guy being a spy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Well, Corbin, we will follow you. Uh, and and Jake, our producer, Yak, is a huge Niner fan. So basically, if there is even a trickle of news, we hear all about it. So uh, good luck to you in the coming season, and we'll see how this plays out for you now on the O line. Clean cut business look. Yes, sir. All right, thanks. Thanks for joining us, Corbin. There's Corbin Kafusi, offensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers, the former BYU Cougar. As I understand it, there's a, there's several more coming up, and uh, we'll see who's uh, who gets their services. 
Well, there have been a bunch of uh, good players over time. Now, the Kafuzis have mostly stayed in state, haven't they? Am I missing one? By and large. Uh, There have been a couple. Tongaloa, if you remember him at East High School, went to Stanford. He is a cousin. But by and large, they've stayed here in state, gone to either Utah, BYU, or in some cases, Utah State. Stanford might as well just uh, be an extension. Just have have a campus here in Salt Lake. A branch. (laughs) The East East campus. Just have to travel out for the games. You got so many guys from Utah and LDS guys. In fact, you were talking about that. Uh, you asking in the prior segment about uh, local colleges. I was looking yesterday, going through some stuff because Jake Scott and I are going to go down and broadcast uh, Pac-12 Media Day, which is uh, it's Tuesday. I think that's the twenty seventh of uh, this month. Uh, what three weeks from yesterday? Correct. And so we'll be down there. So you know, I like to be prepared. And so I was going through some stuff yesterday, uh, looking at Stanford and seeing all the guys that they have. Now that McKee, they don't necessarily list him to start. He's a, a return missionary who was a top flight quarterback out of California, and he's in competition. But they didn't say that he was going to be the starter. We'll see how it plays out. But certainly, Stanford has a ton of LDS guys. And I'm looking forward to I, I got to uh, I'm really looking forward to interviewing the University of Arizona coach because I want to say I got good news and bad news because he's from North Jersey all the way through and through. So he's your guy. Yeah. So I'm going to tell him I'm going to say I got uh, I'm going to say my my one sister went to Morris Catholic, which is in Morris County, and he'll clearly know that. And then my other sister went to the exact same high school, East Hanover High School. And then I want to say, now, before you think we're buddies, I went to ASU. Because yeah. <laughs> he's going to think, oh, I got a homie here. <laughs> right? Because anytime you get uh, that far away and you get somebody who has local ties, like that other, who do we have on the other day to talk about the NBA and I told him, I said, hey, save a table at Star Tavern for us. And it was the us. NFL guy from the New York Post. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Co- uh, was it Costello? Co- uh, I think you're right. Yeah. And we were talking about Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I dropped that line. And you're thinking, what the heck? Out there in Utah? That's like, uh, they might as well be Russia, man, uh, as far as that goes. And I dropped that. You could tell he was surprised. So I'm sure Fish, the new coach for the U of A, is going to be very surprised and then he's going to think, and we're boys, and then I'm going to drop the hammer on him. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I, we're actually enemies, buddy. <laughs> all right, DJ and PK, coming up next, Yacht did track down Barry Trammell after all. Sports columnist for the Oklahoman at NewsOK.com, and we will check in with him next. Stay with us.